I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome back to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is hump day. It's Wednesday, September the 27th. Hello, young lady. It's Wednesday, September the 27th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 938, uh, hour two of episode 938 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour today, you missed a really good first hour. We had our uh, our good friend, uh, Mike Martin, the uh, I like to call him Kinston's Renaissance Man. Why don't you sit down and join us for a couple minutes here? Huh? Okay, there you go. Oh, uh, he, I love watching when women come in here and put the headphones. See guys, we'll just throw our headphones on and there's no hesitation. Women like Vanita, you see, she just, she had to gently put her headphones on uh, over her hair. Hold on. Say it again. We have to look good with these on. <laughs> well, you yes. both of you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially what do you think about my hot fiance over here? Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I wanted you to come on first here, Linda, before we get into uh, Vanita here in a few moments, is I wanted to, and because I've said this a couple of times on the show this morning, that, I mean, you guys are dear friends. I mean, you guys have been friends for years. And I just wanted you to talk about Vanita a little bit and how you guys met and how you, oh, stop that. (laughs) They like to, let me say this too. They like to pick on each other a lot and everything. But, I mean, I know how much you love Vanita. Tell everybody a little bit about Vanita Wright. Benita Wright. I have known Benita for quite some time. We started working together at Lenore Community College. We became, um, um, what's it, what would you, what would be a good term? Um, <laughs> as she worked in the VP's office, I was in the president's office. We were bad. So you Very outranked bad. her is what you're saying since you were in the uh, president's yes, office and, yes. and she was in the VP's office. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What do you we, mean uh, you were bad, though? Um, we would play pranks and on stuff and people. April Fool's came around and we that was our holiday. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, it just had a great What time. was your favorite hi- April Fool's thing that you guys did? Oh, my gosh. She um, came up with this story about the staff in our unit. In our area, yes. and Jamie Presley was involved. What? And it was the funniest thing, and um, just you know, we April Fools everybody. Everybody thought that they really met AJ. I don't know. <laughs> just can't remember it all. But that. Was yeah, what was it? Do you remember Vanita? It was I had written uh, like a it was supposed to be a page out of Jamie Presley's book. Oh yeah, yeah. What was it? It's not necessarily not the truth was actually <laughs> yeah. the name of yeah. the book. We reviewed it for the free press, I remember, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I created what was supposed to be a fictional page about her um, adventures at LCC mm-hmm. on a day. and uh, It was good. Did people believe it? No. They knew us. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I think, I think if we hadn't had anything to do with it, maybe they would have. Yeah, <laughs> but they just, I think they got to expect it. That's I awesome. I got nervous. <laughs> Linda was always such a bad influence on uh-huh, me. Uh-huh. I was in what way? I got to hear yeah, this. In what way? way? I was Let's just this, this ray of sunshine. Yes, ray of sunshine. She's, that's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just always so kind and, and wonderful. And, and then I met Linda, and I started going down this <laughs> path. This bad path, yeah. right? Yeah, that's it. And look at you today with a successful practice and two beautiful daughters and <laughs> I guess it's all due to Linda, right? Yes. It is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Her positive, bad influence. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> 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 
Wait a minute. Positive, bad, bad influence. influence. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Well, that like was I said, good. I wanted you, I know how much, and I want you to know that as we get started here, how much you mean to, to this be- my beautiful fiance over here. Aww. She thinks the world of you and. Oh, God. They're now they're doing hearts. the little, oh, now they're making little heart symbols yeah. to each other with their hands. Uh, I think we got to get you out of here, okay, Okay, Linda? well, wave to everybody. Yeah. Oh, yes, dear God. Okay. You know they can't see you. You're on the radio. Right. right. Whatever. Okay. Oh, I was looking for the camera. Yeah, there's no camera. It's This is uh. this is a radio. Hey, I have a face for radio, okay? That's what they told me. It used to be I had a face for newspapers. Now I have a face for radio. So they, nobody other than Linda, nobody wants to see me, okay? Will you take Molly down there with you? And by the way, did she did warn you about Molly, I hope, right? Oh, what, what about Molly? Uh, nothing about She's just a little stinky. You know, she's about to turn 14, and she has uh, got to the point in her life, Vanita, <laughs> she's got to the point in her life where she just doesn't care anymore about anything. You know, the social uh, norms of, you know, and I'm not going to gross people out, but just, she just, she doesn't adhere to social norms anymore. How's that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Molly does what Molly wants to do. Okay. That so, is so unlike I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you the funniest thing that I can share. I don't want to share about her gassy ways, which is what I'm kind of referring to right now. So when, if it happens, I promise that. Vanita, I promise it's not me, okay? Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it, it'll gotcha. be Molly. But she's gotten to where when we take her outside now, she'll put her front paws on the grass, but then she'll pee on the driveway because she just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> and and you're like, Molly, come on, baby. And she just, seriously, she'll just be in the middle of it. She'll just look up at you like, <laughs> you know? She's like, I've been here 14 years. I don't, you know, I will do, I will do what I want to do. Yeah. So there you go. Vanita Wright great. joining us here in the, uh, in our second hour. Uh, she's a marriage and family therapist. You have your own practice in downtown Kinston. I want you to talk about that a little bit too, as we go along here over the next, uh, 25 minutes or so. But, uh, the main reason I wanted to have you on and in all sincerity, we have had, uh, I don't even know the word or the the uh, adjective to use here or whatever, or the noun, whatever. We've had a, just a rash of suicides in our in our community. I mean, between, uh, and, and it's been mostly male people that this has ha- or men that this has happened to. And I was, I just wanted to get you on here to, uh, just to talk about this and how to address this. And we've got a whole community over at North Lenore High School that lost a, uh, a, very popular football coach, a very popular uh, teacher over there. And Vanita, more than anything, and you do, you deal with children. You know, you, you're, you like I said, you're a, a marriage and family therapist, but that that's not what defines you. You also care about everybody. I just wanted to, more than anything, I guess I'm kind of blithering here a little bit, Vanita, but I wanted to give you an opportunity just to counsel our community a little bit at this moment, you know, and just and help us just deal with everything that's going on and, and to provide, I think the thing that I'm most concerned with is I just don't want people to think that suicide is an option, mm-hmm. you know? And that's something that, again, that we, I've lost friends to suicide. I can't speak for you, but I'm, I guess you, you haven't. Okay. But, but it, it's just such a, it's a, it's a sad situation right now. And more than anything, I wanted to uh, just get you to address that and just to uh, help our community through what we're going through right now. Yeah, yeah. I um, I haven't personally lost anyone to suicide, but I know lots of friends and family who have lost someone to, 
to suicide, and it is a very painful experience for the friends and family that are left behind. And it is, I, I don't want to use the word epidemic, but it is a rash, prevalent. A yes. rash of it. I'm with you. I don't think it's an epidemic, but I, I believe it was Tanya Adams. But I'm sorry, Tanya, if you're listening and I'm mentioning you offhand, I apologize. But I think it was on Facebook that she said that this was the, when this happened a few weeks ago, this was the fourth man in the last six months that she was personally involved, or not personally involved, but that who she knew personally that had done this. And I would call that a rash. I mean, I, again, I don't know yeah. if it's an epidemic, but I guess more than anything, I just don't want people to think, hey, suicide is an option, you know? Right, right. It's not. It's not. And um, one of the things that is important to note is that um, – Women actually attempt suicide more than men. Wow. But I men, didn't know that. Yes, but men complete more than women. Um, so it's, and that's just based on the methods that they use. Um, men are less likely to reach out for help because of social norms and stereotypes and stigmas that come along with mental health and depression and sharing feelings. And, and obviously I'm not speaking for every single man on the planet, just, um, an average I would say is that there is a stigma attached to reaching out for help and just being able to talk about feelings. And it's important for men to be able to know that it's okay to reach out for help. My brother uh, posted this meme, ironically, yesterday, and I thought it, the fir- it's a four-frame. The first one is male depression. There's a hand poking up out of the water. Then the second one is society. Then the third frame is the hand slapping a high five and saying, be a man. And then the last mm-hmm. one is, you know, the first hand sinking underwater. Yes. And I thought that was that's sort of what you're talking about right there. It is. It is. And so many people who I believe do have the best of intentions, don't necessarily understand what is needed and helpful in situations when someone does reach out for help. So the whole, like, just suck it up, be a man, don't worry about it, just cheer up, everything's going to be fine. Those kinds What have of, you got to be depressed about? Right. You know? Those kinds of things are not helpful. And... Most of the time, people do have the best of intentions, but if it was easy to just cheer up, then I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have this job as a therapist if you could just say, cheer up, don't worry about it. If it was that simple, then we wouldn't have all of these medications and all of these professionals out here. So it, it's not as easy as just cheer up, forget about it, don't worry about it. I, I've got, I'm going to ask you a question from two different angles. And again, that voice you're listening to is, Vin- what is the name of your practice? That Oh, sure. it's. Um, I went to your Facebook page. You need to have the name of your practice up on your Facebook page, okay? Oh, I do, I do. Um, Inspire Christian Counseling Center. Inspire Christian Counseling Center. Let me type that real quick here so I can get that right. And, okay, I can't spell inspire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to hit this from uh, from two angles. And the first angle is... As a friend, okay, and, and I'm asking you to, our listenership's about 80, 85% men. I mean, we are a right. sports talk station and all that. So the people that you're talking to, but the, the 5,000 listeners or so that are listening right now, 
80% of those are men. So, and even speak to me, say a, a guy friend of mine comes to me and says, you know, and, and really humbles themselves like, hey, Brian, I'm really struggling with thoughts of suicide right now. You know, I've got this going, this going, this going. In fact, Mike Martin, who uh, you probably saw on your way out or on your way in his way, he admitted to that, that he's he's had moments and he's had, I guess he's had some counseling too where he's gone through those moments of thinking about suicide, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know until he said that here on the show a couple of weeks ago. But say one of my male friends or some one of our listeners, one of their male friends comes to them and says, hey, I'm really, I'm struggling with this, yada, yada, yada. How, what is your advice to that friend of how to handle that, Vanita? So if being the friend of someone who's coming, reaching out for yes, help, yes. it's okay to say, I don't have all the answers. Okay. It's okay to say, I don't know what you're going through. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say, I can't make this better, but. I can be here to listen. I can be here to support you. I can just be here. And obviously that's my language, but of course you use your language. And just it's okay to not have all the answers. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be depressed. We all have our feelings. We all have our emotions. And it's okay to experience them. What happens is when we try to push them away, they just linger. It, it's it's not easy to just make yourself stop feeling anxious and to just make yourself by brute force no longer be sad or no longer be anxious. You can't just force that. You can't force yourself to be happy. There are different things that you can do to help yourself, but... Well, and that's going to be part two of this question. Yes. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but sure. okay. So we're talking about the friend, and I do have one a part B of that. If a, a buddy of mine, a friend of mine, comes to me and says that, what should okay? I can say that to the person that's struggling, but what is a not responsibility? That's too strong of a word. But what should that person should I go and talk to somebody else about it, or is that do I keep it between me and that friend, or? Uh, where, where does it, where do I go from there? When, if a friend of mine or a friend of someone who's listening right now comes to them, do we talk to someone, a, a member of their family? How, 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 what is your advice for that, Vanita? And that it really depends on that situation. So I would always say, don't just go out and talk to someone else. Yeah. So if a friend comes up and says, Hey, I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with thoughts of suicide. Don't just say, okay. And then go talk to another friend or talk to another whoever without letting this friend know that, okay, this is something that I might not be um, adept at being able to handle. I might not be equipped at handling this myself, but let me come with you to talk to someone. Let me come with you to like find that. help. Like Let me that. come with you to, to find a resource so that you're not going along alone. And just just being there. That person, if they came to you, maybe already trusts you, already feels comfortable enough with you to be able to share something that's not easy for men to open up and share. So it's always a, a good idea to just... First, thank them for sharing that with you and trusting you with that and letting them know, okay, this is this is something that I want to help you with. Let's go find help together. 
I'll be right here with you, whatever you need. Wow. If they're thinking about harming themselves, go with them to the emergency room. Get them to call 911. Get them to call 988. And, and tell people what 988 is because that's a relatively new. Yes, it's uh, the national hotline for mental health issues. So you could say um, suicidal ideations if you're thinking about harming yourself. You can call 988. Some people might be reluctant to call 911. Call 988. It's, it's specifically designed to help you if you're in a mental health what happens if you right now, someone who's listening, and, and I'm going to segue to, I want you to speak to people who may, and we're talking specifically males, but even females who are right now that may be struggling with thoughts of suicide. We're going to get to that in a moment. But what happens if you pick up the phone right now, you're struggling with thoughts of suicide, and you call 988? What happens then, Vanita? Then you are connected to someone who you can talk to. Sometimes it's easier to call and talk to someone you don't know. Mm-hmm than it is to talk to someone you do know because you can be more vulnerable. You can be more open and honest with this person on the end of the phone. Uh, the people who are on the other end of the phone, they are trained professionals who are there to be able to help you, who can make suggestions and recommendations to say, okay, are you? do you have plan? Do you have an intent? Are you planning on following through with this? If you are, then I need to get someone there to you now. I need to get you help. Yeah. If this is something that it's a thought, but it's not something that you are actively planning on um, actually following through with at this moment, they can get you connected to mental health therapists in the area, psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, someone in the area who can help. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. That is awesome, and what a great resource. Again, 988, and that's something that's just happened like in the last year or so, right? In that, the last that's few become years. a national yes. uh, a national line that we call. Vanita Wright, she is uh, a, a family and uh, a marriage and family therapist. You also do a lot with young people, too. Uh, and man, that's just great advice that you just gave us right there. I want, I'm going to lean on your, uh, I'll tell you what, let me, I got to thank a sponsor real quick sure. uh, and then we'll get right back to this. And, uh, I do want to thank uh, UNC Lenore healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks show nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. And let's jump right back into our big interview. It's Vanita Wright. Uh, she is a marriage and family therapist. She has her own practice downtown. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a few moments. I do want to, again, we've got a whole community up at North Lenore High School of young people and this is these are the folks that you uh, counsel and that you work with just that are going through a really tough time and I know it's only been two and a half weeks we actually had uh, the head football coach on our pregame show the other night and he was talking about how this isn't over with yet I mean you know they're still you know yeah it was two and a half weeks ago I guess almost three weeks ago and you know 
there's still a lot of grief there in that wheat swamp and LaGrange and North and North area. Your advice to, and Vanita, your advice to teachers out there, to coaches out there, and then even your advice to the young people out there that are, that are dealing with this loss that they had three weeks ago. Basically, the first thing is that it sounds cliche to say it's not your fault, but it's not. It's not your fault. Most people will struggle with what could I have done? Could I have seen something? Should I have known something? What could I have done different? And in a lot of cases, people who are thinking about suicide might not reach out for help. They don't want anyone to know how much they're struggling. They're trying to handle it on their own. So they're trying to keep other people from worrying or being concerned. And if they didn't want you to know, they didn't want you to know. So there's nothing you could do to to prevent this. Um, the biggest thing is for those people who are considering it to reach out for help and to find someone that they trust that they know they can reach out to. And if they don't have anyone, there's 988. Yeah. There's also the Hope for NC, um, which is Talk, Tell us a little bit about that. That is another mental health line for North Carolina. It's called Hope for NC. And you can call or text for immediate help if you're thinking about harming yourself or others. What is that number? It is 855. Okay, hold on. I'm getting my pen out here. 855. Five eight seven. Okay. Three four six three. And that is for adults, teen, or for anyone, right? Anyone. It's hope for NC. You can call or text hope to that number. Okay. That's a valuable resource that I didn't even know existed. So uh, I like that. that. That's that's very good. That is very good. How much do you do? And without, is this something that you deal with a lot in your practice? The suicidal ideation, or suicidal thoughts, I should say. I'm sorry. Um, It does come up a lot. And the thing to think about is is there's a difference between the thought of, man, I'd be better off dead, versus I am going to kill myself. Yeah. Those are different thoughts. I, I can see that, yeah. So you have to think about what it is that you're actually wanting what is it that you're actually asking for what is it that you need in that moment the thought might randomly float through and then it's gone that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to hurt yourself Mm -hmm. but what happens is if that thought lingers and you keep thinking about it and you keep thinking about it and you keep thinking about it and then you develop a plan and now you know how you're going to do it But you might not be at this point that you're actually going to do that. Um, What you want to do is when you're you're in that that, um, area of, I'm thinking about it, this is how I might do it, that's when you want to reach out for help. You don't want to reach the point that you're actually having intentions on hurting yourself. You want to be able to reach out for help before, before you reach that point. Wow. Vanita Wright uh, joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks show as we're uh, usually we're real lighthearted on here and you know we're talking sports and that kind of stuff but again uh, 
I want to thank Mike Martin for what he did a couple weeks ago. I want to thank Linda for uh, getting you in here. I mean, she she did her executive producer job there, uh, booked booked me a guest today, and an, and an awesome guest in Vanita Wright. Let's talk a little bit about your practice, and uh, let's uh, introduce, which is what I, I usually do these interviews in a very linear fashion and start, you know, with, hey, here's our guest. Let's get to know him a little bit. But I just thought this was such a serious subject, I wanted to go ahead and jump into it. But tell us a little bit about Vanita Wright and how you ended up where you are right now and about those two gorgeous, beautiful daughters that you have. Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, so my practice, again, is Inspire Christian Counseling Center. I, I started it back in 2021, October of 2021. can't believe it's already 2023. Uh, my beautiful daughters, um, Callista and Sabrina. Callista is 6 and Sabrina is 11. There's no way she's 11. She is already 11. It is so hard to believe. She's already looking forward to being 12. When you're that <laughs> Well, she's age. as long as I've known her, she's always been a little adult anyway. You know what I mean? She's well, even when I knew her when she was 6 or 7 years old, she acted like she was 15 or 16. You know yes. what I'm saying? She was she's mature beyond her years. Is that she a good is. way to She is. Yeah. Yes. And um they they definitely keep me on my toes. They keep me busy. They um but I've always wanted to instill in them being confident. And that is something that I can say that they are. Yeah. <laughs> they are very confident young ladies, that well, is for sure. And I believe that's what you have instilled in them, and it's awesome. How did you get into the – I don't even know if you know this or not. My degree is in psychology. I don't know if we've ever talked about it before. Oh, UNC wow. Charlotte. I've never used it. I mean, <laughs> other than just dealing with people in interpersonal uh, relationships. But uh, how did you get into this field? I have always – um, enjoyed psychology. I I went uh, in very different directions early on. When I graduated high school, I actually decided I was going to major in computer science just because I yeah. liked computers, which was just, anyway, um, that was in my younger days. Like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Sure, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually I... The classes that I liked more were my psychology classes, my sociology classes, mm -hmm. and where'd you go? To, were you at ECU or where'd you go to school? I started psychology classes. I started at Winston Salem State. I took a few there. Okay. Um, eventually, I didn't finish my degree there, but I did finish my undergraduate degree in at Fayetteville State. Okay. In psychology, I did it completely online. And then I went to, I took some classes through ECU and um, LCC, actually, mm -hmm. to finish up that psychology um, bachelor's. And then after that, I went to ECU to get my master's in marriage and family therapy. And I have been just on this track, this path of just wanting to gain more and more knowledge and be able to help more and more people. So... I work with all ages. I work with um, men, women, all races, all genders, all ages. Well, you do play therapy too. I remember I when do. we. Well, I got to let people know. You know, I do a little bit of work on the side also for the chamber. Mm -hmm. So we did your uh, ribbon cutting uh, yes. a couple of years ago, and I remember you talking about this. And it's a it's a unique 
therapy that you do. Tell them a little bit about uh, the, the play therapy that you do. Uh, I love play therapy. Um, most people, when they hear the word play therapy, what is that? Like you're just playing therapy? What what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? But you can't sit and talk to a five-year-old the same way you can talk to a 25-year-old. They're just at different developmental levels. They have different languages. And play is how kids communicate. It's just their natural language of expression. And anytime you see, or most of the times when you see kids playing, they're playing out what they've experienced or what they want to experience. And so just being able to sit and watch a child play, you can learn a lot about what they have experienced in their environment or what they would like to experience in their environment. So just the play is just a way of getting into their world without having to just sit and talk like we're sitting and talking. Yeah. It, my my six-year-old couldn't do, well, she probably could do something. She probably could, she yeah. She probably could, yeah. but most six-year-olds But you have special can't. children who are very smart and, and, again, mature beyond their years. Yes, yes. But at some point during this conversation that we've had, my six-year-old, there would be some <laughs> some playing and, and just, what's this? Let's play with the bobbleheads, yeah. that kind of thing. And so... Um, you just can't sit and talk to a six-year-old the same way. So just getting in, in their world through play. Um, it's also books and videos and games and imaginative play and the sandbox and Play-Doh and whatever it is that you need to use to kind of keep it active and keep it involved and, and entered. I wish people could see you right now as you're, (laughs) no, and I mean this sincerely as you're describing this because the biggest smile is on your face, right? You can tell you really enjoy this portion of your, uh, of your practice, don't you? I do. I do. I'm always looking for different things that I can bring in that I'm like, Oh, this would be awesome. (laughs) I use, I use the game operation to help. I love operation. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so helpful to teach you how to regulate your emotions. You have to be able to calm down and take some deep do deep breathing. So I'll have the kids like, let's take some deep breaths before we go in and, and try and get this wishbone <laughs> out. And then when you don't get the wishbone out, then we need to do some deep breathing to calm down that you made the buzzer go off. That that just and. Uh, needless to say, you have a lot of fun with that too, don't you? I, do. I mean, I don't know how you love helping, but I mean, you get you make a living playing, okay? <laughs> how cool is that? It is awesome. It is awesome. And even the adults that I work with, I can use some of the play stuff. I have um, fidgets all throughout my office because it's sometimes it's hard for an adult to sit down and just talk to someone they don't know. So let's have a fidget in your hand and Let's play with this Rubik's Cube. That way you have something going in your hands so that. That is so awesome. Vanita Wright, thank you so much for coming in here. Again, Inspire Christian Counseling Center. Uh, It's in downtown Kinston. Uh, What's that phone number that people can reach you at? It is 252-775-8378. And we will put that on. You know, I'll post this up on Facebook, too. We'll get that number out there and get it out there. Listen, Vanita it's been fun talking to you. I've known you as Linda's friend and she loves you. She adores you. I hope you know. And I know it goes both ways, even though you guys pick on each other all the yes, time. Absolutely. But, uh, in a very, and I mean, it's sincerely, it's been neat to get to talk to you in this 
format, you know, and talk to you professionally. Usually it's, you know, watching your girls run around or something like that. And it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's been refreshing. Well, not refreshing. It's been neat to see the professional side of you here. Oh, not just you. the you and Linda picking on each other's <laughs> side all the time. Okay. Okay. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Will you it. come back? Maybe Absolutely. We, that would be kind of a neat thing. Maybe every couple of months or so, just have you come on and talk about something new, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and hopefully, please, Lord, hopefully we're not having to talk about the stuff that we were having, that we were talking about with, uh, the situation at North and North and all that. But listen, Vanita Wright, Again, uh, Inspire Christian Counseling Center, 252-775-8378. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, okay? Thank you for having me. Let's play. Uh, let's get John and Jonathan in here to play the birthday game. We'll wrap up today's edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Okay, it's hump day. It's Wednesday, September the 27th, and the year of the Lord, 2023. It is time to play the birthday game. It's that game, gentlemen that uh, we play every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. It's a it's a game that uh, a lot of people, they hang around for in the second hour to make sure they get to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan? I don't know. I'm, I'm quietly agreeing. There you go. John? Yeah, I, well, my laughter was like... Oh, He's audibly agreeing. He yeah. is audibly. We had an all-female edition, all-female birthdays yesterday. It was pretty fun, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Unless you're a misogynist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not the three of us. Definitely, none of us are misogynists. We all love women, very, very much. I love them more when they shut up and wash the dishes. That was Jonathan, Jonathan Massey. Massey, and this is Mister. Still, still has some of their fastball over here, Hanks. <laughs> We've got a couple of those. You talk about Mother Teresa. She still got some of her fastball, but it's not as fast as it used to be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, it's hump day. It is. It is. Mike, 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 Mike. I always think, it, funny enough, Earl Keith used to do that when, when we were at the community center, and Mike Baker would be working, and every morning, every Wednesday, Earl would come in the front door. Mike, 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 Mike. Hump day. I love hump day, man. I really do. Let's try to bring what's up back. Yeah. yeah. See, that wasn't cool. I didn't really like that. I it's love the exact hump day, same though. thing. Oh, no, it's really not. It's identical. <laughs> It's the exact same thing. Anywho, anywho, uh, Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday. Uh, you were down two to nothing. You ripped off three straight. I wasn't down. Ryan, I had him right where I wanted him. Okay. Was tied. How about this? This might be the best birthday game we've ever had in all the birthday games <laughs> we've done. <laughs> or months. I'm not joking. Today is Wednesday, September 27th. We're the third to the what? There's one today, tomorrow, and Friday. That'll wrap up the month. You guys are tied 10 days to 10. Yes. You're tied 45 birthdays to 45. Hot dog. Tony Basil. <laughs> there, yeah. Oh, that is going to come back to haunt you, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. I distracted you with all my Neapolitan pizza talk. I still, I still don't, don't know, know what that is. Yeah, yeah me too. I've you. never heard of it. I'm not saying you don't don't go down. I'm not y'all. A reservoir. I just right. say no, I'm, I'm never. Actually, oh, jeez. Uh, how do you spell it? Nea. Oh, dude, the first thing that comes off is Neapolitan pizza. Told you. And it looks delicious. It's also known as Naples style pizza. It's a style of pizza made with tomatoes and mozzarella cheese. The tomatoes must be either San Marzano to tomatoes or Porno Dorino. That can't be right. Del Pinanolo del Vesuvio, which grow on the vol volcanic plains to the south of Mount Vesuvius. 
Did you know that, John Dawson? So which little Pop John's or Papa John's were you going into to get this? Well, Papa John's is garbage. But I find little. I, okay, I find let, me, little let me check. Make sure they're not a sponsor. Okay, they're not. Go ahead. I mean, look at that pizza. Come on. Looks like a roadkill. <laughs> get out of here. No, seriously, get out. <laughs> Don't tell him that because he'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> We've got him chained to that chair for a reason, okay? <laughs> this aggression will not stand. Yeah, I, I'm with Brian. I, I had heard of Neapolitan ice, ice cream. cream. And there's the joke on The Simpsons where Homer goes and just eats out the vanilla and, and leaves the other two and says, Marge, we're out of ice cream. We need more Neapolitan. And he just still eats the vanilla out of it. That's too funny. So I would go to this when I was at UNCW. There was a little pizza place downtown near the bars. I don't know. I was there for the pizza. I promise. Okay, uh, Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday. Uh, three days to two in that massive comeback that you had. Uh, it's your turn to tell us about our title sponsor of the birthday game, GoEco Office Automation. GoEco Office Automation. Everybody knows by now they're, they're a great company. The individuals working there from top to bottom, Jock especially, just incredible individuals, their taste in radio notwithstanding. <laughs> um, we love GoEco, not just because they sponsor us, but because they are trying to make our community better, especially with the businesses. They're trying to bring Kinston to the forefront of uh, this technological age that we are in. So if you want to talk to Jock about bringing your, your business up to snuff when it comes to this, you need to give him a call. And how would we do that, John Dawson? We would ask Jonathan Massey for the number. Oh, hey, Jonathan Massey, what's that number? 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Did you legit forget that for a half second? Yeah, because I had something else playing in my mind, and I was getting ready to try something new. But Did you know that Jacques Passeleg was the inspiration for the character Jacques Ewing on the, uh, Dallas? Based on was Jacques Ewing on Dallas? I did not know he that. He was the patriarch of the family. No, that was, uh, oh, man, you're messing with me. Stop. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay, y'all ready for today's birthday game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, indeed. Okay. Uh, this, he made many a young girl's heart go all aflutter in the 1970s, including Linda Whittington. She is very excited that we're doing this birthday, okay? Chop Ewing. Oh, is this uh, Cassidy? Hold on. The two run, 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 the two run, oh, that's a cover. That's a cover. It of, is, uh, but he, uh, it yeah. went to number one for him. <coughs> she loves Sean Cassidy. You want to watch? Uh, he directed a lot of that show, American Gothic, I've been telling you about. That's what I read, too. And not just that, but it's produced a lot of TV shows, too, dude. I mean, yeah. he talk about somebody that, you know. I was in CD Alley in Wilmington. There was one in Greenville and one in Wilmington. And they were filming a scene outside. And I looked outside, and it was Sean Cassidy sitting in the uh, director's chair. Wow. Is he still as good looking now as he was then? I find men repugnant, Brian. I don't know what he looked like then. Because, I mean, look, that's a pretty man, okay? He looks like uh, Kelso from that 70s show. He, so he sort of does, doesn't yeah. he? That's right. Maybe that's who Kelso was based on. Yeah. But Sean Cassidy there, uh, this, if this helps you at all, it came out in 1977. Okay? It doesn't. But okay. we'll figure it out. Uh, Sean Cassidy, how old is he today? He's over there doing his uh, 60, 
68. You say 68. What do you say, John Dawson? Um, I said 68. Yeah. 67. He was born September 27th, 1958, so he's 65 today. Yeah. So this came out when he was 19. I was guessing 20. Okay. So. Well, you weren't far off there, and you take a one to nothing lead. We'll let this play just a little bit while I get the next one, because I'll get all kinds of cool points. With, and, of course, it just ended. <laughs> oh, no, not yet. Okay, good. I remembered all those words. You mean he doesn't make your heart go a flutter? I think Dion did this in the 50s, maybe. It's starting to make it go a flutter now. Okay, uh, he was born Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., but some call him Wheezy, some call him Tunichi. And even others call him President Carter, but we know him as Shrimp Daddy. Hey, Mac, ladies and gentlemen, Lil Wayne. C5. Oh. I turned it down. Oh. All right, now turn it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this song, man. This is a clean version. It's Uproar, featuring Swizz Beats. Top four, three, two, one, go. There you go. Something we like went that. over this his last birthday. The last time we did this. Well, this is his, the only clean one version I could find. That. Well, no, his <laughs> his first rap name was Shrimp Daddy. Yeah. You're not wrong. Little Wayne. Little Wayne. How old today is Little Wayne over there, uh, John Dawson? If I remember correctly, he, he got this last year, too. He probably did. He's a big fan. 46. You say 46. What do you say over there, uh, Jonathan Massey? 45. He was born September 27th, 1982, so he's only 41 today. Rats. Rats, indeed. It's now tied up one-to-one. See, the albums are mastered at different volumes, so it doesn't. Is this Taylor Swift? No, no. We oh. just had her birthday a couple weeks ago. No, is this else. Avril Lavigne? It is indeed Same Avril Lavigne. difference. So Avril Lavigne over there is tied up one-to-one. -one. How old today, John? Is a Massey? This is, this is one of uh, young Jonathan Massey's first crushes. Really? Yeah. I could see that. Avril Lavigne is a good-looking young lady. There's also a, 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 this theory that she died and they replaced her with a look-alike. Sort of like the Paul McCartney thing? Sort of. Did you know that? No. I did not know that at all, dude. That's crazy. Okay, uh, Avril Lavigne. Uh, do you believe it? No. Nah. Okay. Uh, do you believe it? No. Nah. There's a lot of evidence about the Paul McCartney thing, though. That, that the band put out. I mean, they put it, they put, you played something at the end of Strawberry Fields, you hear, I buried Paul. I mean, it was just the stuff to generate, you know pre-social media. And wasn't there something else that Paul is dead? When they're walking across Abbey Road on the album cover, he's barefooted, and when you're in a coffin, you're barefooted. And Are you really barefoot in a coffin? Yeah. Did you know that? Well, I haven't been in one, so... <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. It was, it was something the band, the band and record company created so people would talk about the Beatles because God knows they didn't get talked about enough. Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> was, that, was that sarcasm? Yeah. <laughs> I don't He's no stranger to it. He is no stranger at all. Avril Lavigne over there, Jonathan Massey. 41. You say 41. Are you a fan of Avril Lavigne, John Dawson? I, I, I don't know anything about her. Okay. I thought it was Taylor Swift that tells you anything. How, he said, uh, 41. How old do you say? 
40. She was born September 27th, 1984. So she's only 39. So you get that one, John Dawson. Mm. You lead two to one. Man, I hate that I have to turn this down. <laughs> Chorus, though. Okay. Uh, I like Avril Lavigne, but yeah. not her music. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. Uh, you lead two to one, John Dawson. It goes to you. I believe we talked about this last year. Uh, she's uh, central to the MCU. Uh, she's Iron Man's girlfriend. Oh, uh, WD-40. <laughs> that was good. Mm. Get it? Iron Man because he's got, you know. Why can I not think of her name? Her kid's got a dumb name like yeah. Apple or something. I believe it is. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Today is her birthday. I got to tell you, I'm just... You know, yeah, you know, I mean, we all have types. She's just not my. I always type. had a crush on her. Mom is Blythe Danner, very beautiful woman. She was saw her in a Columbo. Well, and don't get it twisted. I'm not saying Gwyneth Paltrow's ugly because she's not. She's a she's a lovely lady, just not my cup of tea, dude. I mean, it's she's, almost. She's, it's almost. Go ahead. She's fine. You know, yeah. but I mean, it, nothing nothing blows me away about her. I mean, I'm going anybody Paltrow, that names their kid Apple. And you're not Steve Jobs. Get out Isn't of she town. married to like she married to Chris Coldplay? Martin guy from Coldplay, and they yeah. didn't divorce Brian. They uncoupled. Uh, I remember you talking about that's this. the first. That was the first warning shot that I noticed of uh, okay, this next crew coming up behind me. You know, my generation's not great. This crowd coming up behind us makes us look like General Patton. So what about the one behind them? Oh, boy. We're not getting into that. We are not at all. Is that my generation? No. no. I think you're, I you're, think you're on the you're tail the, end of yeah. yeah. Our generation is just whew, nothing good's coming from my generation. Dude, not a lot's good come from ours either. Would you agree? I mean, Sometimes I think you Our generation I coughed up white snake. Hey, nothing wrong with white snake. I like white snake. White Snake's a good group. Anyway, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow? Paltrow? Paltrow. Paltrow. Pal, go ahead. It's your turn. Yes, I'm looking at you, John Dawson. 49. You say 49. Uh, what's the score right now? Two to one. You Two lead, to right? one, bad guys. Okay. Uh, what do you got over there, Jonathan Massey? How, he said 49. You say? 50. She was born September 27, 1972, so she's 51 today. Mm. That close. And it comes down to this. Oh, this is going to be fun. I'm probably going to play the wrong song. You're, you like this artist. So you will have to tell me what to play, okay? Good song. Yeah. Uh, there's, I, I don't know. There's Let me some. pick the song. Now nah, I'm gonna play something. You tell me what to play after that. Right. Okay. Uh, maybe I don't like him. <laughs> he was born Michael Leah Day, but we know him better as. It's not meatloaf, is it? Yeah. I love meatloaf, the food. Not so sure about the singer. Uh, he died. I didn't realize he had died. He died January 20th, 2022, so he died about 18 months ago. You know, ago. he dated, um, who's the woman that played the wife in the, the vacation movies? Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo? Yeah. No, he did. He did. 
she no was on way. Gi- she was on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, and they talked about they had a whole ten minutes on that. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up. I believe you. I'm just saying, I, dude. I've always had a crush on Beverly D'Angelo, man. We've talked mm-hmm. about that here on this very fine program before. She owned a brothel in uh, one of the Harold and Kumar movies. <laughs> He did, and uh, and he was awesome in a Fight Club. Remember Meatloaf and Fight Club? He was also in uh, Rocky Horror. See, I don't think I've ever watched Rocky Horror from start to finish. I know what it's about. Susan Sarandon, that's all i got to tell you. <laughs> and John Rabbit yeah. Bundy. I'm even going to turn the music down. Say her name again. Susan Sarandon. And she was awesome in Bull Durham, but, God. man, she was. And Bull, uh, John Rabbit Bundrick plays uh, keyboards on the soundtrack Rocky Horror Picture Show. Really? Did he ever meet Susan Sarandon? He played on the soundtrack <laughs> in the That's recording studio. <laughs> okay. That's a no. Okay. Well, uh, this is Two Out of Three Ain't Bad by Meatloaf. By the way, again, he was awesome in, uh, in uh Fight Club. I mean, he really legitimately played a very good character in that movie. There wasn't a miss in that movie. There really was not a miss in that movie. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about these actual fight clubs that the Nazis had back in the 40s and stuff, and that people would get cut up and stuff. That's why all the, a lot of the German officers had scars on their face. They would, like, fight with, like, instead of fencing where you got little things on the end to keep you from getting hurt, they would fight with real swords and stuff. Okay. Meatloaf, meatloaf. He had a great voice, and he was great as long as he was singing Jim Steinman songs. He wasn't a songwriter. They were a great uh, duo. The only thing I know is Paradise by the Dashboard Well, and Bad Out of Hell almost played one of those two. But, I mean, I like two out of three ain't bad, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm meatloaf neutral minus. How's I don't that? like meatloaf as a food or as an artist or as anything. Whatever, man. I love meatloaf. Where was I? When Why would I you have meatloaf if you could just? Eat? Wouldn't a hamburger be better than meatloaf? No. Why add all that goo to it? No, because it's. I hate onions and peppers. I don't like adding flour. Just just have a nice hamburger. It's simpler and it tastes better. But it wouldn't make a good name for a singer. I wonder where he got meatloaf from. Should I look that up? We don't have time nah. for that. We don't. I'll say this. A meatloaf sandwich. It's like a sandwich of bread. <sighs> meatloaf. Oh, whatever. Was, where were we? Linda and I were at a a pretty good re- pretty good restaurant, and I ordered meatloaf, and she kind of looked at me sideways. I was like, you know what? That's I'm the feeling? proper response. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling meatloaf, so that's what I had. And it was good. I just can't remember where it was. Anyway, meatloaf over there. You're Massey. having a loaf of meat. <laughs> You know, when you say it like that. There you go. It doesn't sound as, a, as appealing. Doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah, you have the intestines of an equine. You do have the intestines of an equine. You eat faster than any person. You eat like you were in prison for like eight years with people standing over you trying to take your food from you. I can tell you right now, anybody trying to take my food from me, they're losing a digit. Yeah, okay. even if you were in prison. Especially if I was in prison. God. Get my rep up. It's two to two. Meatloaf, how old is he today, Jonathan? Or how old would he be today, Jonathan Massey, if he were still alive? He died 18, 19 months ago. 74. You say 74. What do you say, John Dawson, for the win? Uh, 73. 
He was born September the 27th in the year of the Lord, 1947. So he would be 76 today. So congratulations there, uh, Jonathan Massey. Now you are one away from winning. You now lead 11 to 10. We've got two days left. Tony Basil. Oh, my God. This could be awesome. If you win tomorrow and then it comes down to Friday. Mm -hmm. She's the new Denver. That's yeah. right. There you go. Except I did this to myself. Hey, other birthdays, <laughs> uh, local birthdays here today on uh, Wednesday, September the 27th. Happy birthday uh, to Rob Bazell, uh, who created Relo Discount Drugs. And I promise, Rob, I am going to get out on the boat with you. He always fishes in the uh, Big Rock every year. Invited me to be on the boat this year. And it was Two just go out, boat. one comes back. <laughs> now, there'll be like eight or nine people on the boat. So nine go out, eight come, eight back. come back. There you yeah. go. But uh, Rob, just super, super good guy today. It, hey, why are you pantomiming, <laughs> pushing me off a boat? It's it's called um, what's it called when? You, oh, uh, bait. Yeah. God. But a uh, happy birthday, <laughs> Rob. A uh, happy birthday. I give you. You need a solid fifteen to twenty seconds here to wish happy birthday to Dan Grimes. Today is Dan Grimes's birthday. Uh, Dan, heck of a fantasy football commissioner. Heck of a guy. Uh, I believe he and his wife will be have they already welcomed their, their child into the world or they will be soon they will be soon yeah uh, of course his brother had one last year so you know you know mama well, his brother didn't his sister-in-law did his, his uh his mom can't I'm sure she, she is overjoyed now she's got all the grandkids now she's telling Jordan it's time for number two yeah there you go so uh, happy birthday guy. Dan good guy one of the good guys. Uh, J.J. Smith uh, from the uh, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. I participate in his picks every year. I won last year. Uh, Paige Herring, today is her birthday, too. Uh, that is uh, Blake Herring's wife. Poor woman. <laughs> oh, come on, we love Blake. Blake, you, you, you coached Blake. Oh, yeah, Blake's a good kid, but, I mean, still, poor woman. They have two beautiful children. Uh, Victoria Thigpen, who I the, has the prettiest smile in Kenston. Uh, uh, sweet, sweet girl. And then uh, I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, he passed away within the last year, but Reese Gardner. Uh, and I, it's very sad that, yeah, I know you thought a lot of him. I did too. Yeah, Mr. Gardner, uh, I think he was the first person to put me on television. And even though he went through four or five lenses, he stuck with me. But he was a very nice man. Um, loved that voice. How are you doing, Brian? You know, and uh, um, lived a nice long life. He was a, uh, and he was sharp to the end. Yes, he was. I, I recall you said he had the voice of an eagle. That's right. Yeah. That's what America sounds if like. If a bald eagle had a voice, Three John sir. Dawson, yep, yeah. that's what you said. So, if your birthday is delayed today, like the late Reese Gardner, Victoria Thigpen, Paige Herring, J.J. Smith, Dan Grimes, Rob Azell, man, some great birthdays there. Have a great birthday today. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, thank you so much to Jacques Passeleg and GoEco Office Automation. Hey, I uh, should have done it in our rundown in our first hour but uh man got a, a great reminder from uh our good friend uh, coach lee avery volleyball coach over at parrot academy we previewed their game last night or their match last night against uh, john paul ii out of greenville they went in there and swept them in three sets congratulations to parrot academy who is now 11 and 2 that was a huge win for the Patriots last night as they went into John Paul II and our JP2 or whatever it is, the cool kids call them, and uh, came up with that big win. Congratulations, Coach Avery and the Patriots for sure. Hey, man, what a, what a great show. Uh, we talked about some hard stuff, but sometimes you need to talk about hard stuff 
thank you, thank you, thank you to uh, Vanita Wright for joining us. and just talking about mental health and men's mental health and all the situations and everything that's been going on. Thank you to Mike uh, for uh, coming on to Mike Martin and uh, the first hour talking Ryder Cup and all that. Man, we've got another great show for you tomorrow in our first hour. It'll be our good friend Jason Bryant will be in here. And then in our second hour, Leo Hart, uh, only the third appearance he's made here on the show, former Duke quarterback, former Granger High School uh, going to talk to him about all the success that Duke is having. They are hosting college game day this week, uh, ESPN uh, game day. So we'll talk to him about that and a ton of other stuff in our second hour. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.